Great. Well, thank you. Um, we're going to look in First John. That's where we've been, we've been journeying through the, the, the book of First John. Uh, and so if you want to turn there in your Bibles, if you haven't got a Bible, you can... Louise is the librarian. Actually, I'm not going to... Um, before I read it, um, let me just explain something. So often the way I teach um, is that I'll go through a book of the Bible and, and we'll... We'll, we'll read it together and, and I will preach from, from, from the book of the Bible. And, and I don't like avoiding things that are difficult. In fact, I usually look at the difficult things and go, yeah, let's deal with that today. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about Antichrist. <laughs> yeah, I thought that might cause a ripple. So why not? Yeah, I mean, Brian's like, why not? You know, She's probably thinking now, Brian's probably thinking, I'm glad I didn't say, Brian's thinking to herself, that I, well, Richard, why didn't you preach on the Antichrist? Because I would have said to you then, Brian, well, why didn't you preach on the Antichrist? Um, so, so, yeah. Um, so before, um, <laughs> can I just ask, actually, if I say, okay, what does that conjure in your mind, Antichrist? Can, can we just shout out some of the things that if I say, let's talk about the Antichrist today, what does that, what does that conjure up? The devil, right? Okay, thank you. Sorry, somebody else. Damien. Damien. Okay, is that from the film? Yes. Right. Not seen it. Deceiving. Deceiving. Anxious inducing. Anxious inducing. Yeah. Brownie's already got her running shoes on, ready to get out if she needs to. End of the world. End of the world. Okay. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. That's a yeah. That's a good. You've been watching the films too. Yeah. Anyone else? Digesting an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know something. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Go on. If you look, Revelation is written in extremely old Aramaic. It's this concept of Antichrist written in the Bible in extremely old Aramaic. 2,000 years old. <coughs> it doesn't mean what it meant you think it means. Ah, okay. Very wise, yes. Okay. All right, well, okay, so let's read this and see what John says um, about Antichrist. And, you, and if, if you're first time here today, well, welcome. Um, and uh, it, it's not like this every No, it is like this every week. Um, now, where do I go here? Yeah, it will go this. So this is from verse 18 of chapter 2. It says, Dear children, this is the last hour, and as you've heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It's whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. As for you, see that you have heard from the beginning remains so, sorry, as for you, see what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us eternal life. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you have received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain 
in him. Okay, right. So, Antichrist, let's just understand the word. Christ, let's go with Christ, okay? Christ means anointed one, okay? Um, it was a term used in the New Testament times for uh, the, the, the Messiah, the, the anointed one, the, the, the saviour, the, the one from God to, to win the day, if you like, okay? And anti means opposite or opposing, so what we're talking about here is the something or someone that opposes the anointed one. That's it. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Um, and actually, if you look in scriptures, John, in this bit that we just read, and, and a little bit more in chapter 4, is the only person in the whole of scripture who mentions the Antichrist. Just four times. It's mentioned four times. Yet, if you go to Hollywood, so... Jerry mentioned a film, and I think maybe I don't know if Wendy was referring to another film, but it's like, it's almost been blown out of all proportion. You know, speaking of the Antichrist, John mentions it four times, yet it makes good films, because it's kind of like, ooh! Like, you know, and the, if you'd seen the look on Bryony's face when I first mentioned it, it was kind of like, that's the kind of, oh my goodness, it's that, yeah! And we all kind of tend to go like that when we say about the Antichrist, yeah? But John mentions it four times. So um, the thing is, and, and, and as, you know, over history, I mean, people like to zoom in on these things. And, and um, there's, there's been a lot of misconceptions, I think, about Antichrist myself. And in different periods of history, and particularly maybe the last 50 years, because we've had films and everything like that, um, the Antichrist or has been, and I would say wrongly, identified with a single evil person. Uh, I think, Emma, you said the end of, somebody said the end of the world over here. I think it was, was it you? Oh, no, Katie said end of the world. You know, that the Antichrist is going to bring the end of the world. And so with that, people have liked to sort of like think, okay, well, who's the Antichrist? And first of all, the early Christians, some of them identified as uh, Caesar, Nero, the, the, uh, the, the Roman emperor, Nero. Um, then later on, Pretty much every single pope <laughs> from the Reformation onwards was named as the Antichrist. Um, uh, some people thought Napoleon was the Antichrist, and of course Hitler got a little look in on that one. You know, he was a good candidate for the Antichrist. Um, Mikhail Gorbachev was thought of as, as the Antichrist, and do you know why? One of the main reasons? Because you know, he had that birthmark on his head. Some people felt that looked like a six. And so 666, he's obviously the devil incarnate, so Mikhail Gorbachev is going to bring the world to the end, and he's now dead and we're still alive. Um, uh, then most presidents of the USA have been called the Antichrist at some point or other, yeah, um, including uh, Obama. Um, Bill Gates has been called the Antichrist, and my favourite one, Prince William. Yeah? And do you know why? Because there's a picture of him holding a sheep in a strange way, and so people now think he's the Antichrist. Oh, yes. You know, there's all kinds of wacky stuff out there. All right? So, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the Antichrist. Um, but if you read John carefully, he's actually not just talking about one person. He says many Antichrists. In fact... The original Greek doesn't have the word the in there, because if we say the Antichrist, then we kind of, we're looking around, is it, is it Daniel? Is it, you know, is it Gabriella? Um, you know, is it, but actually, 
One translation, I think, which actually translates the Greek right, I'd say, says, Children, it's the last hour, as you've heard, that Antichrist is coming. Just Antichrist. And remember, we're saying anti means opposite or opposing, and Christ means anointed one. We're just saying something. So we could almost say, rather than a single individual, we're talking about a way of thinking or an attitude or, or something that is opposed to Jesus as Christ. Okay? Maybe that takes the heat out of a lot of stuff here. Um, and another misconception, before we get on to talking about this, the misconception is that the Antichrist, or Antichrist, is, is very powerful and so powerful that actually it cancels out Jesus. As if, and Daniel's a scientist, he isn't the Antichrist, by the way, as far as I know. Um, uh, no. <laughs> uh, and scientists will tell you, you've got matter and antimatter, and when they come together, they cancel each other out, and one sort of zaps the other. Or if you've got antibacterial spray, that gets rid of germs. And so the Antichrist is the same kind of thing, surely, and then it cancels out Jesus. That we can think a bit like that, and we get a bit worried and think, oh no, Antichrist, oh dear, that's bad news for us, we're, we're all going to perish. But actually... Wrong. Remember, we've looked at already in First John. Jesus wins. Jesus wins. And so, any time we start thinking we're Antichrist, that's he's going to win the day. Whoever Antichrist is, or whatever Antichrist is, we're, we've been deceived because Jesus wins every single time in all situations. So. That's cleared that up. So we're going to get into what John says. So rather than get caught up in all these conspiracies and kind of like, oh, it's this and it's that, and it's the kind of the sort of popular faddy type things that, that, that about Antichrist, which is only mentioned four times. Um, let's listen to John. John says that Antichrist is defined by those who deny that Jesus is the Christ. I mean, it's kind of obvious. Those who deny that Jesus is the Christ, those are the ones who are Antichrist. In essence, what we're saying, that everyone who doesn't believe in Jesus is Antichrist. That puts a different spin on the world, doesn't it? You know, everything and everyone that doesn't acknowledge Jesus as Christ is Antichrist. So if you don't follow Jesus, you're Antichrist. Remember, Jesus says, he who is not with me is against me. I mean, I don't think he was making that an awfully big deal, in a sense. It's kind of just like, I'm just being honest. I'm, being, I'm not being a politician here. I'm not trying to please everybody. I'm just saying, you know, you're either with me or you're not. Take it or leave it. You know, this is Christ or Antichrist. Go for it. Or not. And, and the other thing John says is that Antichrists are those who deny the Father and the Son. They deny that Jesus is not from God and he hasn't come in the flesh, it says in, in, verse, in chapter 4. So to deny Jesus is not to see the perfect representation of the Father in the Son. To say that Jesus can't be God and, and actually doesn't reveal God. That's, that's Antichrist. So why is John saying this? You want to get into this? I, I don't know why I've got so excited about this today. <laughs> You're thinking, oh my goodness. So at the time when John wrote this, um, there was this thing called Gnosticism going around the church. Anyone heard of Gnosticism? Oh, okay, a few of you have. Good, good, good. So Gnosticism um, was the idea, uh, and it was was very prevalent in the church at the time, or or not necessarily in the church, but in in the surrounding sort of culture, that there was this secret knowledge that only some people had, 
And the people that had the secret knowledge, they were the sort of like, the cl you know, not the clever ones, but they, they were the ones with the, the people in the know. And, and if they say, oh, you think that the God is like this, but I can tell you that God is... And they, they had this kind of like, it's kind of a power thing, really, in a way. Um, and actually, if you read through John, you realise that, that John is saying, look, he, had, he came. I saw him, I touched him. It's like, it's not difficult. I'm showing you the, the revelation of who Jesus is. Jesus is showing who God is. It's, that's it. You know. I've, you, you know this stuff. It's not, it's not hidden. So that the Gnostics believed that things were, were hidden and concealed. The other thing that they, well, one of the many things that they believed, was that the world, everything was split up into, and, and it's called dualism, but I won't get too much into that. Meaning that you've got the spiritual stuff and you've got the created physical stuff, and the physical stuff is totally, totally evil, and the spiritual stuff is where it's all pure. And so if you've got everything that's physical is all totally evil, how can God become a person and not be evil? So that didn't work for them. The idea that Jesus came in flesh and blood just didn't work for them because how can you become in flesh and blood because that means you're evil so that meant Jesus was evil that, that doesn't work does that make sense so they were kind of it doesn't make sense no I'm lost ok I, 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 I thought at this point I wonder whether Joe will be going mm. yeah. don't worry too much about it don't worry so John is speaking against this Gnosticism and he's saying to deny that Jesus came in the flesh and that he was fully human and fully God is wrong. That is Antichrist. Because, and, and, and this is what something that we really believe. This is what, one of the things that unites Christians around the world. That Jesus was fully man and fully God. All at the same time. Isn't that clever? You know, he, you know, he lived, he breathed. I mean, John said that. You know, we've heard him. We've touched him. We've, we've eaten with him. We've... we've, we've you know, had that physical contact. We've been places with him. We've, he was tempted. He wore clothes. You know, he, he had real stuff on him. He had, they, they had to, um, uh, so they, they cast lots for his clothes that he wore uh, when they crucified him. He spoke. He, he felt pain. He died on a cross. He was fully human. But at the same time, he was also fully God, without fault, totally holy, full of the Spirit, completely one with the Father. Without beginning or end. I mean, get your head around that. Full of grace and truth. That's the real Jesus. That is the real Jesus. And John says, abide in this. Abide in this Christ. The real Jesus isn't secret knowledge. It's not some kind of smoke and mirrors thing. It's revealed in Jesus and we've seen him. I can John's saying, I can tell you, I've, I've actually been there with him. So don't, John's saying, don't be led astray by people who are anti-Christ. So, you may think, Gnosticism. I'm not entirely sure that's particularly relevant to me today in the 21st century. And you may well be right. I mean, I think sometimes it does uh, sort of take us by surprise in different ways. But I'm going to take this idea of John's uh, a little bit further and give a couple of examples where I see uh, things that are anti-Christ in our world today, and particularly, sadly, in the church. And, and I'm saying this because you may, you may listen to stuff outside. Of, you may not just listen to me, <laughs> I'm guessing. Um, you may hear things on the radio or, or on the world outside. And, and, and I'm just saying this so that you can 
you can, you can stop and just think, is this Christ or is this Antichrist? And I'm not talking about, like, it, you know, it's like the world's going to end, but I'm just talking about what is true and what isn't. Which is the Jesus way and which isn't the Jesus way. So I'm only going to pick on a couple of things. I'm sure there's maybe other things you could identify. I'd love to talk about that afterwards. But I'm, I'm going to talk about something you might have come across, which is the prosperity gospel. And so I'm going to say straight out, and maybe this is my little soapbox, but if you hear a preacher promising you wealth and health and success uh, through Jesus, and usually paying the preacher a little bit of quite a lot of money, you know, well, I mean, they call it offering then don't listen. <laughs> I'd say that's Antichrist. Um, I'd, I'd say that's Antichrist. And I'd say that because Jesus says the way of following him is, is taking up your cross, which is a way of self-emptying and giving yourself away. It's, I mean, if you read Jesus, he's very scathing of people who say, um, store up their riches in barns, for instance, you know, and just store up stuff for themselves. Christ said, blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I'd say Antichrist says, blessed are the rich. Mm. Now, I don't think he's necessarily saying that wealth is wrong, but I'm saying he's the, the pursuit of wealth is Antichrist. The pursuit, listen to that carefully, the pursuit of wealth is Antichrist. So if you go to a place and you're thinking, well, I like the sound of this preacher. He's promising me a Mercedes if I just give him a $50 offering. And uh, I don't know why it's always dollars. Um, and, and, and I just pray. Uh, I mean, the kind of thing that Gaynor was saying, if I pray hard enough, then God will bless me. Hmm. If, you're, if that's your focus, then I'd say that's Antichrist, I'm afraid. God does bless us, but that's not because... That's not the gospel. That's just an, a byproduct of just God being God. Eternal life here and now through Christ is not the same as a message of saying, you will be a great success, you will be uh, wealthy and, and healthy all your life. Um, because if you look at the church, we've on the whole failed, <laughs> if, that's the, if that's the aim. But actually, Christ's promise is so much, so much more than that, but it is not the same as a prosperity gospel so don't be led astray I'd even go so far as saying actually sometimes church is marketed in that kind of way because it sort of markets and even the fact that we have to say that, that church markets itself as something where success is the goal prosperity is the goal and, and so have a look at some sort of church publicity for different churches You know, when you see the perfect photoshopped people on, on the publicity with perfectly very white teeth. I mean, check mine out. Um, nice clothes, great hair. They never age before and beyond sort of 26, 27. You know, they don't seem to have any problems and they're always smiling. Come to our church. And this is the people that are paraded. You know, I don't know. I don't think a Christ-like church is very marketable, if I'm honest. Because the Christ-like way is with the least and the lost, and the lonely, and the misfits, and the misshapes, if I'm honest. You know, we don't all fit the perfect, you know. So, yes, Christ brings radical transformation. Gain is just to give him testimony for that today. But the, not with the aim of becoming wealthy or successful or beautiful, because that's just all surface stuff. The Christ-like way 
is a complete rebirth into a new life. And that doesn't often look like something you can put on a poster, if I'm honest. (laughs) But it's something that happens inwardly. So abide in Christ, not antichrist, because Jesus says the way to find your life is to lose it. That doesn't suit very well, the marketing kind of strategy. Imagine putting that. Church publicity. Come to our church, the King's Church. The way to lose your the way to gain your life is to lose it. Yeah? Jesus wasn't very good at publicity. But he did change people's lives. So that prosperity gospel, I'd say, if I'm honest, Antichrist. Um Anyway, another one, and and somebody mentioned this, the end of the world. Katie, thank you for bringing that one up. If you hear someone say, so here's my other thing that I'm going to zoom in on today. If you hear someone say that they have special insight and secret revelation on when Jesus is coming back and the world's going to end um, and and, and the Antichrist is coming and I can identify the Antichrist and that means the world's going to end tomorrow, then please don't listen to them. Because I'd say that's Antichrist. And I'll tell you why, because Jesus himself said, no one knows the hour. No one. Not even me, says Jesus. Not the angels, not me, knows the hour. So if some preacher in a slick looking jacket, who again, you have to pay $50 for the information, tells you that he knows when the end of the world's going to come, don't listen. Because Jesus, the, the Christ-like way is, Jesus said, always be ready. He can come at any moment. He could come even before I finish this message. Or he could come before my great, 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 great grandchildren have even read this scripture. You know, he'd come anytime. So Jesus says, be ready. Be ready now. And that's the Jesus way. That's the Christ way. So if you hear people spreading, and and this is what usually happens, because when we start talking about Antichrist, the end's coming, the Antichrist is coming, it usually, as Bryony said, it starts to cause a bit of fear, anxiety, worry, oh no, as Gaynor said, have I got all my ducks in order, have I got everything sorted out, so that when Jesus comes, I'm going to be alright, oh, Antichrist, oh my goodness. When you hear, when you start to feel that fear then let me tell you, that's Antichrist. Because Jesus says, peace be with you. Abide in me, and you're going to be all right. As Gaines said, you are loved, you are accepted. That's the Christ way. I'd say, in general, if anything inspires fear, worry, anxiety, it's Antichrist. Don't listen to it. Because fear is a great antichrist way of controlling people. If I can get you all worried about something, I've got you in the palm of my hands, haven't I? He'll even start giving me $50, which I'll have to go to the bureau to change and exchange. But nevertheless, I'll be all right. I'm quids in. If I can get you worried about stuff, you're going to start listening to me and say, oh my goodness. However, the Christ way is abide in Jesus. Abide in Jesus. Don't get caught up in that because in Christ comes peace, salvation, security, hope. That's freedom. So in conclusion, 
Don't, John says, don't be led astray with Antichrist. You know, with that, the whole sort of, the strange thing is that actually that, that thing about, um, you know, the Antichrist is coming. Uh, actually, anyone who says that is actually Antichrist. You know, they're kind of trying to warn you of the Antichrist, but actually they are anti because they're actually causing fear. Don't listen. Don't be led astray, John says. Be watchful, be aware. And it's, it's a really good exercise to think to yourself, is this a... And this, I mean, I've just picked two things at random almost, but is this the Christ way or is this the Antichrist way? And if it's the Antichrist way, maybe you might want to consider going the Christ way. I mean, we went through the Sermon on the Mount not that long ago, and that is just like laser beam on like, are you angry? That's Antichrist. Don't be angry. Are you judgmental? That's Antichrist. Don't be judgmental, you know. Are you committing murder? That's Antichrist. Don't commit murder. It's all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's there. That's the Jesus way. Abide in Christ, the real Christ, and don't be led astray. And I'm just going to finish with this thing. This is what John gives us the confidence. He said, and I haven't got the... Uh, here's the verse. I wrote it out and I'll give you the verse. It says, uh, towards the end of the reading that I gave you, it says, um, As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. The anointing he re- you receive from him re- re- remains in you. Do you know what Christ means? Anointed one. So what John's saying is, look, you're okay. The anointing that is on Christ is in you. So don't get led astray. Don't worry. You're okay. It's all right. Peace be with you. So as we finish here, I just, I just, there's so much in the world that makes us worry and fear and cause anxiety and stress or causes us to strive, which then causes us to stress. But Jesus says, just abide in Christ. You have the anointing from the Holy One. The anointing you've received abides in you. Stay in that. And I'll add, and, and, and all will be well. All will be well. Okay. Thanks, John. You can, and this is where I can say, I didn't pick this topic, it was John's idea. Um, uh, we'll move on uh, from, from this next time. But I hope that's helpful. If you have questions on this, or if you think, oh, I haven't thought of that, I'm not sure about that, Love to talk to you afterwards. Far away. I, I, like, I like questions. Um, Alfie asked me a really good question last week, but we'll, we'll get on to that another time. Um, okay, let's pray, and then uh, we'll, we'll break bread together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus to be the perfect representation and ministry of yourself to us. We thank you that in the Son we know the Father. In the Father we know the Son. And whilst it is a mystery to us how Jesus, you are fully God and fully man, all in one go, we thank you. And we pray, Lord, help us to identify the way of Christ and to walk in it. Help us to live in the way of Christ continually. And all that is antichrist, let us Let us not listen. And let us actually be a shining light in this world to bring light and to bring hope and to bring peace and to bring salvation, security 
to the world around us where there is a lot of fear, there is a lot of worry, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of striving. But let us abide in you as you keep encouraging us. Abide in you and let your anointing in us abide in us that we would be Messiah people confident in you. I pray right now if there's anyone who is anxious or worried that you would give them your peace. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you. Amen.